I walk to the back corner of the humidor and I'm like, what's back here? And it's like $27 cigars yeah. when the stuff at the front is like $3.99. I was like, how did that happen? You just, you just know and you go. I, I just, that's what I have. Intuitively. Well, let's get this thing started. My name that's is Jim good. Sevier and I'm with The Coachable. And I am here with the Holly Calloway what? from The Powerhouse. And I'm going to, we're going to have a little conversation as you could already tell i'm actually <laughs> going to start that off with that conversation we were talking about don't buy the cigars in a humidor at the very front of the humidor always go towards the back yes absolutely uh, the ones in the front that's the that's the little dollar 99 ones which occasionally you can find a good one but that's a different podcast we're going to do a different cigar we've already talked about it we're going to do a different c- cigar and beer podcast here soon and business something. somehow and business. mix those all things okay, together right you put like business. all the best worlds together in a beer and a cigar and a business podcast i love it so um, we're actually uh, live. This is not a Zoom recording. This is, I've actually, we're going to take a selfie here in a minute, or you're going to do it because I can't do it. you, <laughs> you got to get the right angle. <laughs> you There's something do it. about, you know, being young uh, and female, but we're, like we we're, got the right angle. We're, we've got the social distancing. We're uh, far enough apart, I hope. I'm we didn't measure. It. It's close enough. Well, I did actually prior to you got here. <laughs> But you scooted in and I scooted in a little bit, so we're like maybe five feet, nine and a half, uh, nine, five feet, ten inches, but we're close. Just don't sneeze. Um, yeah, or, cough. or cough. We'll yeah. be okay. And you'll be glad to know that the microphone cover I put into the dryer in the allergy setting, so there we that go. Is, it's clean. You're all set. Awesome. Uh, but we're actually out on our back deck, my back deck, not hers, not not ours, but mine. Yours. <laughs> uh, that was weird. Um, underneath the trees uh, here in Greer, uh, enjoying the. Uh, uh, I guess we're having, uh, what is this? This is a, a Sierra Nevada. Sierra Nevada Hoppy Anniversary Ale. Yeah. So that was actually, shout out to Carlos Echeverri over at Lincanto for leaving <laughs> said beers in my refrigerator. So thank you, Carlos. That's a friend, man. I know. Some guy just I know, leaves some comes over, just leaves beer. I love it. Um, but uh, we're going to talk uh, about a number of things. First of all, I want to talk a little bit about um, just how we connected, because I think that's important. How yeah. When uh, like minds just just find each other, but not really purposely setting out for that, I don't think. No. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself, cool. introduce what you do, um, and then we're going to kind of see where the conversation takes us. We're going to have 30 minutes or so. So Perfect. I love that. Well, I'm Holly Calloway. Um, I own Powerhouse Consulting, and the bulk of that is the powerhouse. Um, that's, it's, when you break it down to what it really simply is, a free Facebook group, uh, is where my sort of career path, whatever in this direction started. I wanted a place for women who owned businesses to come together. It's a little different to run a business as a woman than it is to run it as a man. And I was frustrated with the lack of female mentors, female coaches, um, uh, that type of thing. Just, I've come to understand that you need proof. You need proof to know that you can do something outside of yourself. That's, that's not normal for you. So what I wanted- Oh, it's become a it's become a foundational pillar, truly, of what we do is just showing other women that it is in fact possible with whatever tools they have currently available to them. So, that's what I do, um, and that's the powerhouse. And um, yeah, is that you wanted a description? Do you want well, me to I mean, talk that, about how I found you? Well, no, yeah, well, we'll get to that. Okay, but you're sort of understating it a little bit because from <laughs> where you where you started to where you are today, and the the level of connections that you've made. Uh, with the powerhouse and with the powerhouse consulting um, that I think is a worthy story. I think it's, you know, you actually were doing something else before you started this. Was I? 
<laughs> I forget sometimes. And it's yeah. not really like it was a pivot. This was just something you just wanted to do. Yeah. And so yeah. talk about that. Yeah. So when I, uh, oh man, whole life story, which we don't but like, need, but yeah, super condensed sh- into like three seconds. I've yeah. run several businesses. They like entrepreneurial spirit is in my my DNA. Um, but none of my family's ever been good at it, right? Like we run these tiny businesses and um most of them fail. Some of them do just well enough to keep my family, you know, peddling or whatever, right above water. And so I'd tried a couple things and decided finally to go back to school. My husband and I had this very like I love the memory in my brain. It's kind of encapsulated in a little bubble now, but we were sitting at a Panchero's, which is like a Moe's. I don't, we don't have Panchero's in the South, but it's like a Moe's. Mm-hmm. And there was a TV in the corner that normally had like basketball on or something. It was super loud. And for whatever, I don't know if the game is over or whatever, but it switched to a news article or a news um, station. They were talking about the most profitable uh, career paths basically in the U S right now. And the top one was surgeon. And I was in school to be a medical assistant slash nurse. I don't remember where I was at in that process, but um, my husband and I were had you know we're talking about what our futures looked like. We got we got married young at like twenty two, and uh, we were talking about where we were going with everything. and And I looked at him and I was like, "You could be a doctor. You could be a surgeon." Um, my husband's a body man, like auto body <laughs> by trade. <laughs> it was kind of a leap. That's cool. Uh, yeah, and I was in a medical field already, and he was like, "That really? You don't think maybe that's the way you should go?" All right. So we did that. Um, so I went to school for, I did the whole 10, 12 years, however long it took. And instead of doing the medical route, I went uh, doctor of chiropractic just made more sense to me. The philosophy of your body heals itself. And we could, well, that's a whole nother podcast. We could really yeah. dive into that. But, um, uh, so I went that route. So I was running a chiropractic office with this background of having run and quit several businesses. And in my world, the only way to fail a business is to quit. And truly like that is the failures when you give up. Um, and I'd done a grocery delivery service. I had a photography studio for a while. We'd, we just done, had done several things um, that any of them, had I persisted in, I could have gotten better and could have been successful. I quit. So I'd done all those things in the back of my mind. My mom had had a bakery uh, that didn't work out the way that she'd intended. My dad had had a barber shop that didn't work out the way he intended. Just genetically, we weren't set up to be business owners. That's not what we were meant to do be a cog in the wheel like everyone else and to work your way up that system. Right. 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 Um, and so went to school to do something that I really liked to be a, a doctor of chiropractic and got done and realized that I still didn't want to work for anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, mm. that really, um, I worked for, I started out trying to open my own traveling practice, had again, no clue, not a clue about marketing sales, um, advertising mindset, entrepreneurship, none of it. I, I just, I turned it all off thinking I was bad at business. But, um, so I started trying that just to pull in some cash, um, found a doctor in Taylor's. So we were moving, we moved to South Carolina from Iowa. That's again, its own story, but <clears throat> we were here, found a doctor in Taylor's who would hire me. He's the $20 chiropractor. It's $20 per adjustment. Uh, basically the equivalent of the joint. There's nothing wrong with the joint. Let me throw that out there for anybody who hears this and is offended. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, but he hired an associate on $20 per adjustment. So you can imagine what my wages were like and, and what the conditions were like. I worked really, really hard for not a lot of money and, and a doctorate with $280,000 in debt. Right. So <laughs> think yeah. about that folks, kids, yeah. before you uh, decide to go the career path and, um, or the college path, I guess. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, Long, long, long story short, ended up ending my position there in a not great way um, from his end, not mine. It just, it wasn't pretty. And 
And my husband, I called him. He was super supportive. He said, how many extra hours do I need to work to, to get you, you know, doing what you want to do? And he said, are you going to look for a job? And I said, absolutely not. I'm never doing that again. And I opened my own practice, (laughs) opened my own practice thinking I was really crappy at business and realized very quickly I was going to need help. Um, I'm going to stop you right there because you just said something. You you just said a pearl of wisdom. What's that? That you didn't really realize (laughs) that you said. No, of course not. Everybody goes into business thinking that they can do business. Yeah. And what they don't realize is that they really can't. Right. And that business isn't something that is like inherent inbred in you. This is this is a skill, set of skills that you got to you got to develop. Yep. Uh, it's not that everybody can't develop it. You can, mm-hmm. but most people jump into it like the first time I went into business for myself. Oh, I got this. I this is the best idea ever. I'm I'm good at math. I came out of you know that was that was the my study. Um, God, this is like perfect. I can't lose. Right. Bet the farm, everything went sideways. Yeah. Well, like within four years. So yeah, I think you, you said something very smart there. Yeah. That at least you said, hey, I, I, you didn't go, hey, yo, I'm gonna start up a business and it's gonna be extraordinarily fabulous like it is now. And you you went into it with a different mindset. And I think that's an important mindset to have. I think that was um, fortune on my side, to be completely honest with you. The fact that we'd done a few small businesses and bootstrapped them that that didn't work the way that we wanted them to. So um, you knew what not to do. I knew what not to do. I also started with the mindset of, I'm not sure I know what to do, which is a beautiful place to start. One of the things I, I struggle with most um, with women, especially in the powerhouse, especially who are just starting businesses, is they think, I have an amazing product. It should sell itself. It's never about you. It's never about what you know. It's never about your product. It's who do you, who needs it and what problem are you solving? Yeah. And I think just recognizing that alone. And so when I went into practice for myself, um, luckily most people have heard of chiropractic. They know what it is, sort of. Um, and it was redefining it for most people. It's for, for me, from my right. uh, philosophy and perspective, it was more about Less about pain relief, more about getting your body back in touch with itself, right? Your brain right. controlling your body and things like that. So it was reselling it. Um, but I went in not knowing anything about business. And so, and I knew that, like, I was very, very fortunate that that's what I knew from the get-go is I need somebody who knows not just how to run a chiropractic practice, but how to run a business. And so I joined a group called the Black Diamond Club. Um, it's run by chiropractors, but it's for service professionals. And they really give me gave me the foundation for what I needed to be a service professional who was also um, very successful. But even there, I was finding mostly chiropractors. I mean, when you're a, a group run by chiropractors, that's who's going to be attracted to the group, right? Yeah. And that's where they started was with chiropractors. So it was mainly that profession and, and a few others sort of tagged along. And, um, and they're all over the country. And I thought, I want somebody next door who I can walk over to and say, this is the struggle I'm having with my business right now. Um, what do you have for me? What's your advice? What, what, experiences have you had that can lend to what I'm doing um Mm -hmm. and how can I learn from you and sort of shorten the learning curve right right and I was looking all over there were a few Facebook groups that were sort of dead or become mostly about promotion of events and things locally I was still really building my network I started by not knowing anybody in the area when I was working for him and Taylor's there was no need for me to build a network so I started networking like crazy and there every time you know I'd meet people and say hey where would you find something like this nowhere from what I could tell it couldn't it didn't exist and honestly since I started it it's still usually that's when something comes out of the woodwork somebody's like oh somebody already does this thing that you're trying to do right right um and it it never came up so the powerhouse really was 
exactly what I needed it to be, which was a place for women to gather, women who owned businesses and share their experiences and help each other grow. Um, we started, we adopted the phrase, a rising tide lifts all ships. If you are anti-socialism, I'm sorry if that's what you associate that with. Uh, but it was, it's very, it's very accurate for us and what we do in that um, instead of reaching forward for somebody who's uh, incredibly successful and hoping that they can dumb it down basically into the basics for you and pull you along, you look at the woman to your right and to your left and say, where are you and what's happening with you? And is there something I can lend you with what I already know? That whole concept of everybody in the room knows something you don't. Right. And can we pull each other up simultaneously? Can we all rise at the same time? And so we, we ran with that concept. Um, and I ran the group for, it was almost exactly a year between when I started the powerhouse as a Facebook group with six women, six women, uh, who are all in an accountability group that I'd found by happenstance, uh, through a friend of mine, Devin Berry, who runs five Shen wellness here in Greenville. It was, there was the six of us. And I recognized really early on that engagement didn't happen if I weren't engaging. So I was on there teaching everything I was learning in black diamond club, everything I was learning from books, everything I was learning from podcasts. If you read enough books and podcasts, you recognize similar threads. So that started becoming its own system and process that I was teaching. Um, and I started teaching workshops and things like that. And then in November of last year, I made the decision that I, while I, I love chiropractic, <laughs> I caught so much flack for this. Um, I love chiropractic, everything it does. I really do believe in alternative healthcare as opposed to filling your body with drugs and surgeries and all these things, if it's possible. Um, again, whole nother podcast we could do on that, but, um, as much as I loved it, the act of running a practice and seeing patients was draining and exhausting. And it, it, it took more than it gave. Yeah. Um, it didn't fill me up the way that, so, I mean, there are phenomenal chiropractors out there who that's life giving for them, right. Is to have a whole day full of patients. And it just, it didn't do that for me, but running full day Saturday workshops and how to market yourself to the right people did. And I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in. I have no certification as a business coach. Um, uh, I didn't uh. spend $280,000 to do this. And we've talked about, mm-hmm. we've talked about this. Yep. Um, and it's, I think it's really important too to recognize that, uh, you know, the experience that goes into coaching somebody is different than, you know, I'm not, I'm not dealing with your nervous system this way. So it's not as applicable that I've done <laughs> the right kind of study. We've done study. I calculated my hours at some point and we're, we're inching up on 12, 1200 hours of study and um, coaching and the things that I do coach. So okay. there's study there, even though it's not, um, it's different, right. Than than formalized education. But I mean, you, you know, you've been in business for even as a chiropractor and after you got out of years. school, how many years? Um, so chiropractic has been three years, but in owning Before some that? version of my own business, 10, 12 years. Okay. Well then you yeah, got your 10,000 hours in. Right. Exactly. So, so exactly. I always default back, you know, everybody's, you know, talking about, you know, what certifications do you have to be a coach and, and what makes you a good coach as opposed to somebody who's went out and got these certifications, these trainings, and they've got an MBA and all that kind of stuff. And it's great. But there is an audience which you tapped into mm-hmm. and which started with six and is now at how many in your Facebook um, As of this morning, because I check my stats pretty much daily, it was 10,047. Okay. So <laughs> no, sorry, not 10,000. 1,047. One, one, okay. So 1,047. 10,000 is the dream. There will be a well, day. I like it that and you're, I'll listen uh, back to this podcast and be I like, like it remember that you're, that you're actually making the mistake <laughs> in the bigger number. That is actually 
By the way, there's a whole podcast right there. Also would have been a miracle um, had we hit 10,000 in two years. Well, year by the half, way, there's a it's a hockey stick, the momentum of growth. It, in, and it in did. It. So, but that you, was the you're, not even, it, you're sure. not even at the hockey stick yet, by the well, way. Well, that, maybe there's more than one hockey stick. And I, I wouldn't be surprised. But we went from, I have on a board, uh, whiteboard by my door. I haven't changed the goals on it since we changed businesses, which was in January of this year. But I still have the, the goals from November. And we were trying to hit 250 last November. So when we went from, I went from doing it as like a sort of a side thing for fun to mm-hmm. full time um, and actively tried to keep everybody engaged and helping each other and that sort of thing and put intention into it. Yeah. It just, and once we hit, well, oh man, like okay, 350, so 400, it shot up like crazy. Okay. Well, shooting up like crazy is, <laughs> is always a good thing. Yes. Um, but I, I, I think that there's a couple of things here that one, you tapped into a market that was being underserved you were talking to a target audience that is at the beginning of trying to decide what it is that they want to do different or maybe become entrepreneurial with not a lot of resources not a lot of support um you're actually working out of an organiz you're working out of a, a space here that's for all women that's just yeah. that's for women um i'll never make the mistake of taking my shoes off again <laughs> there <laughs> I had like, I had like, like not shake my shoes because <laughs> there was like three women that were like, uh, shoes. We can hear you clapping across the uh, floor, Jen. But uh, <laughs> I think, I think it's good. I think that, and when we, let's just, you know, like peel that onion back a little bit mm-hmm. to the core here. You did some of the basic things that you're supposed to do when you're really starting a business. One is you have to know who your, your audience is. You mm-hmm. have to know, you have to talk to them. You have to understand what it is that they want. You've got to continually talk with them on an ongoing basis to uh-huh. see if yeah. what they want changes. Because it's never what you think it is. It never It's is. never. You think you have the greatest idea and you throw it out there and it's crickets. And then yeah. you just ask what they need and their responses blow your mind. You're like, yes. really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we can yeah. do that. But that's not what I thought. Yeah. It's not what I figured you needed. At and this so, point. And you know, you've, you've, you've gone from the six to over a thousand. Uh, that's not the hockey stick. That's that's just, you know, so I, we're referring to the hockey stick. There may be somebody that doesn't really know what a hockey or stick is. Or the startup is. J curve is another way to put it. And I really so like it's that. just basically um, a progression of growth. Mm-hmm. And it starts usually, you know, like from 1 to 10 to 20 to 40 to 60. And then sometimes you get some jumps in there. You know, you've gotten to 1,000. But a hockey stick, if you look at a hockey player's hockey stick, it's a lot taller than it is long, mm. right? So once you hit that curve where you start going up, it every day goes from 1,000 to 4,000, 4,000 to 12,000, 12. That's the hockey stick. So mm. you're not there yet. You're you're still sort of on, you know, the bottom part of that hockey stick. Enjoy it. <laughs> I'm digging uh, it right now for sure. But, yeah, I think that, you know, it's, again, it's – you're you're tapped into a market that obviously needs the what you've got. Mm-hmm. Um, you've networked with a bunch of individuals here locally in this town, and you are getting. You are. I think you're getting closer to your goal. For sure. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I wanted to say it that way because I don't. This is not. There is no end to this race. First of all, it's not a marathon, and, and we keep talking about that. It's 
or excuse me, it's, it's not, not a sprint. Race, it's a marathon. It's oh. not a sprint. It's a marathon. Oh yeah, your whole crawl, walk, run thing. I'm a hundred percent sure that that's the most frustrating thing about working with me. Is I'm like, no, I'm gonna do a marathon tomorrow. Yeah. Screw training. Yeah. I don't yeah. need that. We're yeah. just gonna. No, that's not true. We gotta crawl first. Um, it's fair. But I think that that's you know, I, I've always I've always felt a connection to you in talking with you. And by the way, we met at, at Tech After Five. Yeah, so because I specifically was, what was I looking shout for? Shout out today? to Phil Yonah. Yeah, thanks, what? Phil. I put, I didn't remember registering, mm-hmm. and I it was my first Tech After Five, and I got the little sticker, and it said, like, who are you, who do you work for, Right. or who, what's your company? Um, is it your first one, and what are you looking for? And they handed me the sticker, and it said a mentor, and I was like, that's funny, because I registered three weeks earlier. Whatever. I didn't re- remember that that was an option, right? So stuck it on and I started talking to people and I was looking actively for a business coach. I was like, I, I need a person who's been where I'm at or where I want to go that I jive really well with um, and more a mentor than a coach because I was I was poor. I was <laughs> so broke, <laughs> so broke. Uh, and somebody pointed me your direction. I was, you know, they looked at my sticker and said, if really what you're looking for is a mentor, you need to go talk to Jim. And I was like, well, where's Jim? And he actively sought you out for me because I didn't know you from Adam. And uh, he was like, that guy right there, literally like did the arm over my shoulder and the point, right? So I didn't <laughs> miss which guy it was. And he was like, that's that's Jim. He's the guy you want. And yeah, finding you. And I think I explained what I did for like a minute. And you're like, coffee, here's my card. <laughs> I was like, all right, let's do this. I'm so excited. Um, and that was, uh, I try not to get. I try not to get my hopes up. I, I, I'm one of those people that I feel like you find what you're looking for, right? Like that, even just reticular activating system. Yeah. If you buy a Corolla, the only car you see is a Corolla, right? So you find the things that you are setting your intention on, your energy on that you're looking for. Right. And so I I had been looking for somebody apparently for three weeks. Who knew? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd forgotten that. Phil Yonop knew. <laughs> obviously. Phil knew <laughs> to put mentor <laughs> as an option. Um, so I'd been looking for somebody and I... I, I, Tech After Five, I love Phil. Um, I go to Tech After Five because it's different than anything else I go to. It's not necessarily my favorite. I, I always feel like I'm a little bit different of a personality than fits in very well in Tech After Five, which is fair. Um, well, the whole tech piece. Right, which I am not right. at all. So that's a, I, yeah, yeah, in all yeah. fairness, I, I don't belong. Yeah. I don't I don't necessarily belong in the box, but I'm okay with being a little bit outside yeah. the box. Um, so I, I called my husband and I, I always say I'm going to stay till I find the thing, you know, the fi- the one conversation that was worth being there. Right. Mm-hmm. If I absolutely have to leave, if I just can't. And I don't like networking. I didn't used to like networking. I'm getting better. Um, but I, I don't necessarily love it. So I leave when I've had that conversation. So I remember walking to the car and calling my husband. You are never going to believe what I found tonight. <laughs> and he's like, did you get your good conversation? I'm like, plus a follow up coffee with somebody who I think might be really great for us in the long run. I was just a, a hundred kinds yeah, of excited. Being very kind. Um, well, I was. I mean, it was it's very I'm a very uh, uh, spiritual, energetic type of person. You can look at that from whatever angle you want to. No, I'm, you I'm know, religion, you. science, the whole nine, all of it. I, yeah, I love all the share. sides of it. Um, and there there are people that like you try to force it to make it work because on paper that would be amazing, right? Like if I could work with this person that has these qualifications or that has these accolades or whatever. Um, and I, I didn't, I didn't, I still, we got through that conversation and I didn't really ask what you did because Phil started doing the, you know, link yeah. up your LinkedIn and all yeah, that. Yeah. So we had like very minimal words and I still, I left and I said, I, I don't necessarily know what this guy does, but we like that, that's a good energetic connection, whatever that was. Yeah. I feel like we're going to match. Um, and then we, yeah, sat and had coffee and 
Uh, do you know what? Do you know what won me over? I'm not sure I've ever shared this. No. Okay. So wait a minute. Do I need to hot pause? No, the you're good. No, you're good. <laughs> this is. <laughs> this I I got through. I'm control. a very I'm a very um, uh, overachieving personality. What? Like, yeah, I know it's crazy. You? Right? So I. <laughs> I always think I can do, you know, 5,000 more things that I'm actually capable of. I bite off way more than I can chew always. It was the very beginning of the year or the end of last year, something yeah. along those lines. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, it was, we were right in the goal setting phases of, you know, when everybody does the things. And I opened my book and I said, these are the things I want to accomplish this year. And it was a, it was a, just a journal. Yeah. First thing he told me was I needed a smaller journal. <laughs> exactly. I almost cut it off right there <laughs> and I'm like, we're done. So I wrote, I wrote this, all this <laughs> list, right? And he said, all right, now I want you to like star the the you know the top three or whatever and I was like ah, here we go like I'm not gonna he's not gonna, he's gonna cut me short on the things that I think I can do whatever like this is this is it like I can't I can't work with this guy and you go all right now s- like circle the top one what's what's the most important thing for you to accomplish this year I circled one you're like great now we can do all these things and I was like <gasps> what <laughs> and you're like I have every faith that we can you know finish everything on this list but I want to start focusing on the thing that's most important to you and important for your business. And I'm pretty sure I left that conversation and called my husband and was like, I think this is going to work. <laughs> he was so just Please tell me we've made it down the list a few. I don't we even. Did. I'll have to go back. Everything, well, we've actually kind of worked on a few. Right. Things, so. And we, well, and I adapt the list so quickly, right? Like that's what I wanted. Um, and the big things come in, in pieces and whatever. Um, but things like at the time I was still really, really wanting to open a uh, interdisciplinary like I wanted chiropractic to still be a big part of my life, even if I was just running a center for uh, like an interdisciplinary center. So right. you'd have acupuncture and massage and all the things that would be like alternative healthcare wise. And that is sat on whatever's behind the back burner, right? Like that got sat way off for, yeah. for future stuff. But at the time I was still trying to, to put my two pieces of life together when I, I was still trying to get over the fact that I was separating myself from part of my identity really in the right. moment to focus on something else um so yeah but there are things on that list for sure that i mean getting the group up to where it was running and and there are things like um so i run the power players which is a, a paid subscription group basically of the powerhouse so women who are like really serious about wanting to get down to what are the basics the fundamentals right. how do i find success in that first year that wasn't even on the list so it's changed and adapted um but that it became very apparent that that had to happen in order for some other things that are on the list okay to you so just hit on another now. nugget so, <laughs> and by the way, that's, and you, you know, this probably by now, you know, I, I'm kind of an absorber listening until I hear something, um, that I think is a pin you got to stick in the wall, yeah. something you got to remember something, you know, I, I think I've got a, like a thousand great ideas. There's really only one in there. Maybe. That's actually going to work. That's, that's actually going to be like an okay idea. Not right. even great. And yeah. I think they're all amazing. And I just wish that I had somebody that could go, you know what? Th- yeah, that's really great. Yeah, if you were 20. All right, so let's <laughs> go. You're, you're 59, Jim. Let's go down to those 59-year-old ideas and let's start wearing those because, you know, you don't have like a whole runway of your life ahead of you. Right? right? So I just wish I had somebody. So you just said something there, though, um, that I think I just lost my train of thought on. Um, you were saying that we added, I've added things. Oh, evolution. Yeah. 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 Evolution of ideas, evolution of ideas. And that's one of the things that I think a lot of people, please, um, a lot of people is, I think that they miss out on when they're having this whole journey, they get stuck on the bottle is brown. The beverage is beer. It's fizzy. It's a little hoppy. I'm that's all, that's it. That's all life is. And, 
and there are so many other beers, and there's Man, so many other try things, a sour and sour so and a hard seltzer, right? Yeah. You know, yep. so and I think that that's the other thing that I I tell anybody that will listen to me is is that what you think you've got is going to change, and it's probably not going to be your idea. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be your audience's idea that mm-hmm. says, you know, that, yeah, that's nice, right? I've had a lot of different things to my practice, and I've kept putting them out there for years. Man, after the second year, if I'm still not getting any traction, I'm not I'm not doing it right. I'm not I'm not addressing the needs of my audience. Now, five years ago it was a great idea and I had twenty, thirty, forty gigs a month. Yep. And when it dries up, that's a good sign that eh, something's changed. Pivot and adapt has become like our mantra. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Especially well, especially now. Like if we talk about the COVID scenario, pivoting wasn't optional anymore. It wasn't yeah. something you should think about. But um Man, that is, yeah, it is the thing that most, it is the common factor for, I would say, 90% of women who are jumping from either their thing being a hobby or a quote-unquote side hustle to being their full-time gig or whatever, we get married to an idea mm-hmm. or we see it as our baby, right? So we always put it in this relationship type term, but we get really stuck on, but this is what it is. And that was kind of what we were mm-hmm. talking about right at the beginning, right? It's yeah. not about you. It's not about what you're good at. It is a little bit about what you love and what you want to wake up to do every day. Don't like, don't get me wrong on that. Do something that you love to do, but really it's more about helping the people you love to help. What do they need? Um, because almost one of my like initial filtering factors for say a private coaching client is if we needed to change something, how open are you to that change? And if it's like 0%, we can't work together. You have to be able to throw something out and perfectionism too. Gosh, there's so many topics in here, but done is better than perfect. Always, always. I don't care if it looks like a slop heap, present it to someone and get feedback. The longer you sit on it by yourself and no one else knows it exists, the longer it's going to be before it's out helping people that you're trying to serve. And then the military calls that the 70% rule. Yeah. If they're going to go to war, all they need is seventy percent of the people, seventy percent of the resources, seventy percent of a plan. That's all they need. You'll figure it out the rest because of the way. Because right? once you get there, it's going to change anyways. Oh, of course, right? yes. And quit pushing it when it's obviously <laughs> not working, or oh, be I okay get the with. Into my shoulder, that, into my that's good. Elbow. There you got the vel- the vampire cough, right? Um, but it's it's phenomenal to know that you need to. Man, we get so just stuck on one idea or one product or one service and the way I want to do it. And I took so much time and energy to put it together just so Mm -hmm. that to say, okay, that's fine, but you need to get it out there at 70%, figure out what the market wants, figure out what you're still capable of. Do you need to learn something new? Do you need to offer it in a different way at a different price point to a different person and then try again? And it's okay. I'm going to say it's okay to fail, even though I know I said that failing is quitting, but it's okay to not get it right. Can I, do I swear or no? Cause I can, I you can, can swear. Cool. Yeah. So I, again, another mantra that we have in the group is you are going to fuck it up the first time. Oh yeah. Every Absolutely. time you will not get it right at the first. Get over so the fact you think, that you're going to get it right. Oh get my over gosh, it. It's not going to happen. If you think you have it perfect, how crushed are you going to be? When it doesn't work. It's a setup. It's right. a, an emotional you set setup too. up for failure every mm-hmm. single time. And then they quit. They mm-hmm. say, you know, I, it, we had this little surge of interest at the beginning. Now nobody's buying. and But it's perfect. How do I get it to more people? And it's not about getting it to more people. You had a market. So now adapt, change, yeah. fail fast. Like go yeah. in, figure out what doesn't work, collect the data and change it. So Phil said something today on the call that we were on, Phil Yanoff, was it's experiment. 
it's this is the time oh, to experiment. You should always gathering be data. Experiment, mm -hmm. experimenting with the ideas that you have. Yep. So yeah, experiment and gather data. I think I did a, a I did a Facebook post or something on that not too long ago about it, the reason <laughs> the reason that we start and fail fast is to collect data. You need <coughs> you need to look at everything as as Yes, an experiment. How do I put this out there? See what works, see what doesn't, and change. And sometimes you get it right after you've made a few changes, and you can only write it out so long because that right. right thing, the world is still changing and evolving around you. Your market is still changing and evolving. I mean, MySpace was a thing for, what, two years? And then <coughs> it didn't evolve, and it didn't change. Sorry, my, um, my allergies are kicking in. <laughs> I'm not offended Note to at self, all. bring my Zycam next time I sit down not to give, <laughs> Not to give chiropractors a, a bad name, but we're not afraid of disease. It's fine. That's right. <laughs> you know what? One of the things, You can though, cough all you want. It doesn't I, scare me. I, you said something about being married to something, and I, and I have said that a number of times on a number of different people that I've coached, um, that there's a difference between being married and committed. Yeah. Oh, for And sure. I want to be in a relationship of commitment. I don't want to be in a relationship of marriage, not... We're married. I'm married. I'm happy for it. Laura, I'm very happy that we're married. <laughs> I'm in the same boat, um, but with Vince. But, but <laughs> I'm actually committed to Laura. I'm actually, and I think um, out of other things than just being married to this, like I'm never going to be, you know, I'm never going to be just divorced from it. Or if I'm divorced from it, it's going to be a nasty divorce. No, just be committed to the idea. Right. Just start there. And right? know, know the idea and the outcome, but be okay with a different path. By the way, Sometimes if you've ever you had kids... They're not going to be this. What you think they're going to be? No, they're going to evolve. And they're going to keep moving. And it's just the same and, yep. idea in business. Yeah. Um. And and it's the same in life. And that's you know when you know when introduced to what you were thinking of doing and what you wanted to do. Um. Again, you you were saying some of the things that I saw early on that was like, oh, man, these are like so many tripwires right here. Mm -hmm. Um, but I see that as an opportunity to really do whatever I can do up front to get you over those first two or three trip tripwires and let you go. You're still going to trip on them. You're still going to find others. Oh, and I'm sure. not going to see anything coming. But at least you know that they're there, right? right? And I think that that's, again, another key thing when you're just starting out in a business. And the market that you tapped into, I'm sorry, you've, you've done um, – you've been doing, and, and I can't – I can continue to see an evolution of this idea mm -hmm. into many dif different aspects. I know you've got some ideas of wh what you want to do with this group and, and how you want to evolve it. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know what? I'm extraordinarily happy that we got to connected and that we're talking. Same. So yeah, no, absolutely. I, I was telling, uh, oh, uh, we teach the inner circle. So I've got four. Well, and you call them, dis <laughs> call them disciples, which cracks my, which cracks me up. Cracks my ass up. I'm allowed to swear. Um, so it cracks me up. <laughs> Who calls it disciple? You did. Did I? Yes. I was like, I need these like well, insider people to to show. You know, yeah, I, I you run do. stuff by them first. Well, right? it's Just it's your entourage, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Which is also still a funny word. We're but we're those people who are all in that same area of business where we're growing together, right? So I've got my tight. I, I show them inner everything. Circle. It's my inner circle. There you go. Um, and I was telling my my friend Brian is in my inner circle, and uh, he always asks how coaching is going, <laughs> <laughs> and I share. Uh, and I said, you know what? Today I had a call with Brian or with uh, Jim, and what I needed was a hype man. And what Jim was was a hype man, and it was perfect. Like, it was the perfect timing, and it wasn't. The call was well. The call was about this podcast mostly. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I was like, hey, I think I did something really cool. Uh. You know, I I tried this thing out, and it's working okay. And I'm I'm gonna tweak it a little bit. And this is what we're doing. 
And really, you said, that was a great idea. Like, you're going in the right direction. That was smart for reasons that you're not even going to recognize right now, but eventually, you know, it'll it'll come to light or whatever, and you weren't super specific. But there's something about that, like, I try to pull that into my coaching relationships, too, now that yeah. I've had that, is that some, we call it um borrowed belief, and I think it's an mm. Ed Milet thing. Yep. Um, yeah. But sometimes. Big, I'm a big fan of that. Sometimes what you need truly, and that's why I said too, that you need proof. You need, you need to be able to see that somebody else has done it. Sometimes what you need is somebody standing behind you going, that's amazing. Keep doing that thing. You're doing well. I believe in you. That is a really good step. That's a really good step that you're taking. And just that encouragement, because it's sort of like floating out in, in space. You've got nothing to anchor to. You've got nowhere to go. You're not sure what direction you're heading. You're not sure if anything's working. Like, especially if you don't know to track your own stats, you really have no idea what's going on and where you're going next. So to just have that guiding light of a person saying like, you're making good choices, keep going in that direction. Don't give up yet. Make this little change. Just going to let you know, (laughs) occasionally I might do the opposite, right? Of uh, being the hype man? Of being the hype man. Oh, yeah, no, that was one instance. There well, have been I'm times, saying, too, where you've, right. like, loved me with a left hook and been like, well, that's yeah. not going to work the way that you about. think it's going I to. Just, I just, <laughs> I'm coaching somebody else right now as well, and, and I had, and, 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 and this person started the conversation because we hadn't talked to each other in years, and he's like, he's like, you know, <laughs> first time I met you, you told me what I was doing wrong. Yeah. And I said, yeah, you were you were about to present in front of an audience, and you hadn't prepared, and it wasn't going to go well. I knew it. You didn't. I needed to let you know that if you didn't prepare, that it wasn't going to go as well as you thought. I said, however, I think I said in that same conversation, at least do this. Yep, gave direction. And you did it. And he goes, I know, I know. He goes, but... You <laughs> He goes, but I, you were criticizing me. And I said, yeah, I, I, I was because I knew something you didn't know. You took it as criticism. I took it as as here's information. You're, I was living in a world you didn't even know existed. Right. <laughs> right. And I, yep. I said some words to you, <laughs> and you took it as criticism when it was really meant to say, hey, there's another world out there. If you're interested, if you Just want more knowledge, away. step this way. Oh, yeah. And right? I didn't mean that. That's true. The couple of things I've said about you were very like, like you're just a cheerleader. And that's not true. Yeah. I well, mean, it's a, it's it's, it's part really of a job of a coach. Yeah. It's a balance. It's it's a good it's a balance. It's a good balance. It's a good bit of each each piece when I am doing something right. And, and I think it comes down to being honest and authentic. Like when I am doing something right, you're very quick to say, like, this is working the way that you think it is. Keep it up. Yeah. And when I'm misstepping in a direction where you're trying to get me to avoid a tripwire, <laughs> you say, OK, now I know where you think this is going. <laughs> However, well, maybe, maybe you take a step this direction instead. And, and I am hard headed. And sometimes what? I have to call you four days later and say, okay, I see what you meant. And you're right. It's <laughs> all right. <laughs> Honestly, those sarcastic look. responses are the, what I live for though, is when you send it back and you say, really, <laughs> is that how that works? <laughs> Shut up, Jim. Yes. Thank you, by the way. All right. I'm, you Those know, are my favorite. I, I have oh, I have to, you know, I have to feed my, you know, my emotional oh, sanity of course. a bit. But I think that, by I the way, think that's so. By the way, being a coach doesn't mean I'm always right, too, by the way. And I've it's had a true. few people come back to me going. That didn't that work like I thought it was did, going to. Yeah. Or like you thought it was going to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, I think but that's, that's but human. coming from you know? that authenticity, coming from, look, I, I, I genuinely want everyone I meet 
to move ahead in a forward and positive direction that benefits themselves, their families. I want that. I want that for everybody. There's, there is a time though, when sometimes you have to hear something that you don't want to hear. Yep. But I can come back to it and say, at least in the last three or four months, I've had to come back and go, you know what? I thought about what I said to you. No, no, not, I don't, I didn't like it. It's not sitting well with me. We got to, we got to reexamine this. We got to retalk this thing up. Cause I, perhaps I just didn't understand what you were doing. And again, if you just are always authentic, especially with your audience, especially like oh, yeah. here, here's what you guys have asked for. And then they all go, huh? <laughs> you could get angry, <laughs> right? Or you can go, okay, what did I miss? Oh, I missed man. something. What did I miss? And that hyper authenticity. We did a five days to more clients challenge. Um, uh. And we do this, uh, uh, we teach it and I do it. Um, give them what they think they need, which is actually what they want, and then hide what they actually need. So it's like putting vegetables in the spaghetti for your kids, yeah. right? Like you biz up the carrots and put it in the sauce. So we <laughs> they said they needed more clients. And so what I did was show them how to fill their pipeline, right? Like find the right people in the right place at the right time, give them the right message, that whole thing. But we worked through specific steps on how to do that. So I gave them that. And I said in our power players group, the, the value, the benefit of being in there is that you get a walkthrough. It's not just an email with step, it's steps. It's do you have questions? Can we help you? Let me go right. a little deeper. Why, why I said to do this thing and not just what the thing is. Yeah. And uh, so I said, I'm going to do for the five days of the challenge. It was a Monday through Friday. Super simple. I said, when my kids go to bed, it's about 830. I'm going to hop on. Um, another awesome part also of being in an all-female uh, group of women is all-female group of women, an all-female group of business owners, is that uh, they totally understand when you say things like, my kids wouldn't go to sleep, it's going to be later tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they get the balance. So we, I said, you know, about 8.30 every night. So I did day one on Monday. Uh, I did day two and three on Wednesday morning. <laughs> I did day four, I think, on Thursday <laughs> afternoon. And then I did Friday on Monday as a Zoom call, as like an apology. And I wrote a post on like Friday morning and I was like, y'all clearly this is not my strong suit. And I was just super honest with them. I said, I know I promised one thing and I delivered something else. Thank you for hanging with me and not like being rude or mean about it and understanding. And yeah. And Mm -hmm. And not giving up and thanks for doing the homework as the emails were coming. Thank God the emails were automated and all I, all they had to do was sign up for day one and all five went right. And I never had to think about it, but they, uh, and then on Monday, but on Monday, then I said, okay, here's the event for the zoom call. If you have any questions about the entire challenge, show up and we'll answer those. I thought it'd be about a 45 minute call. It was almost two hours long because wow. they, they had all actually invested time into doing the challenge itself. Everybody right. showed up out of our group. We probably had a tenth of the entire group actually show up on a call. Um, and That's we talked through wow. stuff. And so being, I, I could have like not said anything, finished them up, just, sh- you know, pretended it never happened, swept it under the rug and been like, they'll just forget about it and it's fine. But instead I, I was honest and said, listen, I know this and I know why it's important to show up when you say you're going to show up at the time you say if for for honesty and integrity's sake but also for like for marketing reasons you want your audience to know when you're going to be there and to expect you because then that you know yeah. you're on the top of their mind um yeah. and i and i we taught that too i i taught like this is why what i screwed up is still important to get right um but being being genuine like that we got a lot of questions answered and then they went into the big our big free group and said hey this is what she did wasn't that awesome and actually garnered some more members that way just by being genuine and authentic so that i think that when like we are all human but the best part of 
a coach, leader, mentor, whatever you want to call it, is if they will be just honest and genuine and authentic with you and you know what you're getting, that's such a strong suit. I feel like we all think we're, we have to be some sort of face and brand and um, perfect. Like we have to give this e- perfect example of what everything should be. And honestly, people just want to relate to what's real. So I'm going really to give you a tough question. Please do. What's your title? Of my business? No. What's your title? If I was, a, if you were to walk up to me, never shook my hand. Hi, my name is Holly and I'm. I own Powerhouse Consulting. I'm an ah, owner, a business okay. owner, I guess. Okay. Um, right now. I mean that. Okay. So <laughs> I did do, I had to make business cards for this thing, right? Like you're yeah, not official until the? you have business cards. Yeah. I know a lot of people who don't have them. I, I, I contemplated going that route, but, uh, no, I wanted to make business cards. And so I was like owner, founder, CEO, coach, co- you know, consultant, what, like there are a thousand things. Yeah. And I thought, you know, right now, um, yes, I'm owner, founder, CEO. I'm all of the, th- I'm also the COO and the CFO and the CMO. I'm all of the O's, right? <laughs> like I'm the chief of <laughs> I'm everything. All of the O's. I'm all of the things. There you uh, go. I don't even have Hi, a I'm VA all the O's. yet. If anybody's listening to this and wants to do VA work, contact me because I could use an assistant. But, um, <laughs> so I'm all of the things. And I thought, what do I put on there? So yeah, for right now, um, when I introduce myself, it is as, as owner of something. I don't know if it's, I attach value to, to having something of, I've created be my own or why that's the one I, I navigate myself towards, but I definitely feel most drawn to that. I've been doing a a fair amount of reading on how we introduce ourselves when we're introducing ourselves. And, you know, a lot of people identify themselves with what it is that they do, right? I'm a chief mechanic. I am the, the there's probably a reason I don't identify myself as a coach. We didn't go back to like why that barrier was massive for me about like wanting to be a business coach after I earned a degree that cost me 12 years of my life and you know a quarter million dollars to going to one that cost me 10 years of my life in a completely different way. Well I mean we can definitely have that talk. We'll in fact we'll do that on a separate one because I I think that honestly is a huge yeah. I think a lot of people don't know what it takes to to be a coach or what it takes to, to be an individual who's trying to start her business uh, or an individual just getting out of college trying to get their first job. I mean, there's always these firsts. There's always this, hey, I'm going to I'm going to call myself a coach. I am a coach. And there's this a is bizarre what I do. stigma attached to the word coach. And um, and in understanding what's going through your head right now when I said that is a path is it's it's a you need to shine some light on that for sure right yeah, and we'll I think everybody but c- because you're showing women who aren't really sure how to get something done you're shining a light on the other women who've all done it and showing them hey see this light come to light right yep and I think that that if there's anything that I can say a coach does more than anything else is to just show you the, a lighted hallway. It's just like, look, just go down that hallway. The first door on the right, just go in. You're like the ultimate guide. And like eventually do the work, but let me, let me shorten that path and make and it I can, easier for you. You know why? Cause I've been down that hallway like yep. eight times. Yep. And do I need to have a degree in coaching to go down that hallway? No, no. you know what? <laughs> I don't think so. Nope. I do believe that, if you are there's there's a number of them on our call with Fulyana with Connect yeah. Greenville, yep. Um, and they're actually like a certified trauma coach and you know very right. psychological oh, things. Oh no 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 no. There's definitely like, things yep. you can. Yep. Look, I don't want a doctor coming to me going, yeah, you know what? I started being a doctor yesterday. I just followed a doctor around for a while and, and uh, sort of picked up know, what he did. Um, I changed <laughs> my own band aids for a year, so I figured I could pretty much do that for a living. So I don't want that, right? There are th- right. certain things, but when it comes to life 
things like, well, should I go down this path to the left or this path to the right? I'd really like to talk to somebody who's a been down both paths. Yeah. And figure out which one would they have gone down had they known. Yep. I yes. Just, and you know what? Exactly. That doesn't take a PhD. Nope. It takes experience. Yep. And that's one of the things that, again, that I don't think I shared with you. We spoke for a very short period of time. The very first thing that came into my head was this person has very interesting experiences that she hasn't yet shared <laughs> with me. And I need and want to find out about them. That what was interesting. You just projected yourself that this isn't one-dimensional Holly. You know, this is multi-dimensional Holly. And you just came out there and you were talking. I was like, she's had experiences. You I want to know the about depth. them. I want to see feel. it. I'm just saying, we I'm going to give you back a little that. bit of love. Oh, I just thank a, you. I love only that. Only because I think that anybody starting a business, what they're lacking isn't desire, right. usually. No. They're not lacking in energy. Right. They're not lacking in determination. What they're lacking are the experiences. Yep. And all they need to do is start talking to people around them and just go, do you have this experience? Have you ever done this before? Have you ever? And keep pointing at people until somebody goes, yeah, I've done that before. And my whole job and is by the way, gathering. that person is your coach. <laughs> <laughs> my job is just gathering all those people in one room and going, all right, have the conversation. There Go it is. for it. And and that is the powerhouse. And that, it I is. think, is, it is the success and the continued success that I hope to see you have with that, okay. that I know. But now I have to know what you call yourself. What's your title? What's my title? Yeah. You said you're doing the study. Now I need to know, like, do you call yourself a coach? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I am a coach. I don't. I am also a TEDx speaker. Yes. And I am also a burgeoning chef. Yeah. There are a lot of things that I can do to explain what I am, but I am first and foremost a coach. And if you want to know specifically, I do sales coaching the best. Uh, however, I've run four businesses myself as an entrepreneur. My most successful one is the one I'm in now. It's lasted almost 15 years. Right. So. Uh, I can say with certainty, I've gone down every fucking road <laughs> that there is to I'm go down, down including the bankruptcy <laughs> road, including no. the investor role, road, including the partnership road. I've been Have down you done a partnership road. dissolution? Yes. Yes. Oh, that was yeah. rough. Yeah, that's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's like good a times. divorce. Good we times. talk about everything being a marriage, right? That partnership dissolution is straight up a divorce. Uh, so I will say, and I've seen ideas that I was so, so married to just evaporate like an ether in front of me from Monday to Friday. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is. And then, you know, obviously we're going through some pretty interesting times right now. And, and I think people are um, uh, translating fear a lot. Yeah. Dealing with guilt, or not guilt, but uh, grief. Grief? Yeah. Um, but I think, um, I, I, I keep saying this to everybody that I come across, uh, I know what's going to happen tomorrow morning. What's going to happen tomorrow morning? You sun's going to rise. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know. Oh. I don't know if I'm going to wake up. I do Maybe know we at least whether or not I wake up, the sun's going to rise, right? Yeah. And I know that evening, the sun's going to set. Those two things I know. So if I know those two things, and if those two things have a really high probability of continuing, then I should get up and I should go do something. Sure. And I should, 
I should put some effort and energy towards being something a little bit better than I was the day before. And so that's what I do to myself. That's the coaching I give myself in the morning. I love that. I know right now it's getting later in the afternoon. Pretty sure that sun's going to set. Right. Um, so what am I readying myself to do tomorrow? That's so. yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. But I have always appreciated having these conversations with you. And we're, we're getting to the 50 minute mark. Oh, so I'm sure. I we knew it went over half an hour long. That's time all right. Ago. That'll, g- that'll give us something to, to, to either cut out or I'll just give you the whole 50 minutes and we'll just throw it in there. And well, you know, call, a long format might not be bad for for this you know well, the, I mean, the closer yeah. to an hour i think okay so we're gonna go longer now so there you go <laughs> just a few there more minutes. Well, i'm not there's like there's two more beers over there i so know we, we really it, it's calling me i don't know if it's calling I know, me. Wait. we need there's 20 minute there's two magic spots with podcasts from my perspective as a user there's the 20 minutes because right. pretty much everybody at least in our area of the country drives 20 minutes there's yeah. very few people live in their workplace's backyard right, right. if you're going anywhere it's going to take you 20 minutes to get there my house from yours is 19 minutes for the record so about 20, <laughs> I could listen to a podcast. So you've got 20 minute podcast or you've got long format where you sit and, and listen for as long as you would read a book or on like a road trip or you listen to it in parts, right? Yep. Or like you have to put a bookmark in and come back later where those are hour, hour and 20. You start me at a 40 minute podcast and I'm like, come on, <laughs> I can't finish it in the car, especially or like 32. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I, cause now I just want to sit in my car for 12 minutes yeah, and no. finish the dang thing. Cause it's not actually two car drives. There's a, it's like that magic of you want something to take you three minutes to read or 20 but for the love don't put it in the middle like <laughs> you gotta pick one or the other but that's no i felt it when we when we went over the I, uh, mark. i've been experimenting with a number of different formats and so i did a podcast for a while called no longer than a song so an average song length is like three minutes three 45 minutes. three minutes 45 three minutes four minutes tops in a god of we're not talking about that that's 16 17 minutes of song but i can you get across an idea in three and a half to four minutes? Bring the, the idea for make a point, make a counterpoint, and end. Nice. Um, it was actually very challenging, but it actually taught me something about putting together an idea for somebody else. They don't want 20 minutes of me going into what, what it was. You know, once upon a time, I was born in a Kentucky farmhouse. They don't want all that stuff. What they want is just give it to me. Give it to me real. Give it to me right now. So In a bite-sized digestible in a piece. Three and right. a half minute format. And so I would recommend that too. Yeah. Uh, I, I do those recordings. I still have those recordings. I don't produce those recordings. It's just for me to kind of train my brain. To get an idea Are those to ones go. you have like saved and keyworded so that you can send them to people when they need that piece of information? Uh, Do you have that? No, I don't. Oh, no. Dang it. I have them, yeah. um, but those are those are Jim's musings. Let's just, <laughs> put that, let's just put it that way. I don't know if that's ready for prime time. I go all over the place. I have a lot of different ideas. You've got a lot of content. You can use a lot of different things for sure. That A lot of different ideas is really difficult. I found um, I spent most of our – I self-quarantined. I know you did too for a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. So we self-quarantined for a few weeks. And uh, I, I first went stir crazy because you can't lock me anywhere. I lose my mind. But then I got over it. Turns out you can get over cabin fever if you try hard. I, just, I think it was just the promise of knowing I could leave at some point if I needed to. Um, but then I spent that time going, okay, what is the powerhouse really? Like, what is the point? What are you coming here to get? And then I looked at, like, power players and coaching. What, what, what foundation am I basing any of this off of? What am I teaching? Because, of course, I can teach – I literally went through entrepreneurship, sales, marketing, mindset, money, um, 
advertising keywords seo building what like i because i built my business i i know all of the things people would say well how what do i need on my website what do i need to build on my website how do i use tiktok we've done an entire workshop on how to use tiktok is that the foundation that the powerhouse is built on no Mm-mm. but do i have that available somewhere yeah but where does it fall like what category of things does it fall into and so having to 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 really figure out it was like good better best or or just levels one, two, and three. What are what are the basics that everything comes down to, and how do we whittle it down into something that's digestible? Man, that was work. Well, we we talked about this earlier. You mentioned it very at the very beginning. You talked about, um, you know, producing content and, and delivering it out to them and stuff like that. And I've I've been actually producing content since I, before I would, it was cool. Before it was a buzzword. Wow. Yeah. Like a long content time. has become a buzzword, like, right? Like especially with social media. We would. I would record certain elements of a presentation so that I could get it and let it move on so that I could go do something else so I could set something else up so that I could come back and get back to being live. I mean, it was, it was really, it was all analog. It was not pretty, but it, it got the job done. But I think the point that I'm trying to make is, is that when we're, uh, when we're creating an idea and the reason why I don't usually have a bunch of stored content. I used to have a lot of stored content, but there's only a few of them that would be considered classic content. You just have a few little black dresses hanging out in there, huh? Yeah, the, like yeah, that little timeless kind of. You could wear it a hundred years from now yep, if you were still the same still size. Be relevant. Got to make get it out. Uh, made, made up. But I find that a lot of content that I've created, it it's like a fish sitting on a counter. It mm. goes bad really quick. Yep. Right? Yep. So I have a tendency now, if I've got an idea and I believe that it hits the four pillars of success, credible, presentable, engaging, and relevant, if we can if I if it hits all four, then I'll snag it and I'll put it aside. But out of all the stuff that I've recorded over the last twenty years that I've been doing recordings, I would say I would say less than Half of one percent, wow, have made it into this little unique, and and that's the stuff that I really hold on to. That's the stuff that's, this is, this is the basis of everything that I produce. Right. Um, but it, even that stuff changed names over time. <laughs> right. Because you can't yep. call something something today because it won't have any relevance five years from now. Yeah. Do you so. look at? Do you ever look at timeless? Uh, I have a one of my mentors when I was in still in chiropractic school, gave me a copy of think and grow rich. And you look at that, you don't know, think and grow rich, man, we got to get you on that train. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's all mindset, money mindset stuff. And I went to listen to it. I found a copy on YouTube to just listen to it on, on audible. I think that was the book I was listening to or not on audible on YouTube. And, uh, it's a record when it gets to the end of the first video, it says flip to side B. (laughs) And I was like, the book I knew, the book I had, the one that he gave me, he bought in the late nineties. And so it's like got the yellow edges and his notes in it. It was, it was just a treasure, the thing. Right. Um, but I was like, I wonder how many times they've updated it since then. And cause it's been 20 some years. And I went and looked at the original print date and yeah, sure enough, it was like the thirties or something that thirties yeah. or forties where you would have, if you were going to listen to it on audio, it was a, a voice recording on a record, which is crazy. But some of the things like, um, abundance mindset haven't changed. But there's not a, any larger amount of the population who believes it than did when he recorded it 
that many years ago. So I thought I thought it was really interesting the things that are timeless, but that it doesn't mean they become any more prolific. True. They're, you know, there's the True. same percentage of population that believes, you know, in, in something like and um, you know, the abundance mindset or the the combination of that with um we call it the 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 law of abundance you have to match it with the law of goya do you know the law of goya we talked about this yes. let's get off your ass yeah um, the, the law of abundance only works if you also work for it yeah but that's the things that well, are timeless like that that's you know and maybe this is a way to to, to bring this down to yeah. a close and and finish this off but i think you know what a lot of people need to take away from some of what it is that we're talking about especially here at the end is is that Time is the true test of every endeavor. You can you can be that squirrel or that honeybee that jumps from a thousand different flowers a day and lives for twenty seven days or however long they live, <laughs> um, or you can be that person that is is focused and centered on that one thing, and that's all you do. And you it's are the master, and you've created mastery of of painting or poetry or whatever it is that you do, even even if you're a skilled trade, right, a carpenter, a mechanic or whatever. Yeah. Um, there is there's nirvana at the end of both of those trails, by the way. <laughs> if you if you're in what you're in for what you're in for and you you give yourself to it, whether it's mastery over a specific topic or whether or not you're just you're just moving from from element to element. The same level of happiness applies. The same level of happiness. Um, and I think that when you're talking to a group, when you're talking to a new group or a group of people that are trying to figure out what they want to do, that's also something else that we've got to do as coaches is, is to kind of remind them that, that that path, just because 100 people are telling you to go down that path, if you want to go on the other path over there, <laughs> Gut check. Let's do it. Check in with yourself. I'll go. Which way are you going? I'll, I'll go with you, and let's just figure it out, right? Yep. yep. Um, oh, man, we gut check all the time. All It's one of my favorite things. I honestly think it's what sets me apart as a coach is I can finish telling you something and then ask, how do you feel about that? And if you just say, like, it's not I, – I don't want to do that. It's not going to work. It doesn't fit me, whatever. All right, cool. Stick it on the back burner. Sometimes they come back four days later and say you were right, and then sometimes it yeah. just wasn't right for them. But persistence, I think persistence in – like we were talking about the commitment, not the marriage, but you can even be really, you should be really bad at it when you start, right? Like don't wait until you're good to get started. Be really bad at it. And the person who wins legit, I, I have a I wear a ring daily. I've, well, I have two of them, but I, every single day, like my wedding ring that just says persistence, there's so much in just not giving up. If you just go one more day, one more bite, one more step, one more something and get yourself just in just be better today than you were yesterday. Um, there's, you don't fail at the end of that, you know, like, y and it can take you a really long time to get better. But if you just, just persist, that's, I think that's the key to most, most business well, there it in, is. in life in general. Yeah, there it is. There's the end. That's cool. So this is Jim Sevier with the coachable and I am spent the afternoon. Uh, <laughs> a see, solid hour. hour. <laughs> so with uh, Holly Calloway from the powerhouse and thank you very much, thank Holly. Thank you so much for having me. This um, was a blast. Looking forward to doing this again soon. Absolutely. Because this will evolve and we'll have another conversation yeah. about, you know, that hockey stick where you're at 10,000 and 47. You better have me back on. I'm locking 10, that in. Let's do it. That's it. I'm We're locking planning it on in. It. It's good. <laughs> I love it. It's good to talk cool. to you. Same.